Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to another episode of Mystery Bible. My name is Ken Primus. I'm your host. In this episode, we're going to be discussing the earth, the age of the earth. Uh, More specifically, we're going to delve into the seven ages of God's plan of reconciliation. Uh, There are lots of teaching out there where they believe that the world began at at, uh, Genesis uh, chapter 1-2 when uh, God was creating, recreating the earth. But my belief is much different and we will get a chance to look at uh, that in this episode. We'll be right back after this message. Welcome back to Mystery Bible. I'm excited about getting into this particular topic because um, it's just fun. Anyway, uh, let's talk about the ages. Uh, I've done a lot of study on on, on this topic about the ages and um, most of the uh, articles and papers that I've read uh, concerning Uh, the ages of God um, from the church point of view is based on their assumption that uh, Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 is the beginning of creation and um, the Bible teaches us differently that that's not um, the beginning of creation Uh, the beginning of creation was much Uh, further out than that. Uh, Genesis, I believe in the gap theory. The gap theory basically is uh, Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Um, God created all things and everything and there was a gap between uh, Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis uh, chapter 1 verse 2. And so um, if you take a look at all I mean, hundreds of articles I've read and papers I've read on on uh, all the different ages from their point of view, and uh, n- most of them start at six thousand years old, and that's not um, that doesn't even make any sense to me because um, naturally we we find science is finding archaeology is finding also items and materials and skulls and all these different things much older than 6,000 years old and so to uh, how can you explain that if you pick 6,000 years to start the timeline and you're finding stuff um, much older than that on the planet so it doesn't make any sense to even go into those articles as to um, uh, discussing them and and dealing with their timeline because the timeline is wrong um, we have science that proves that we have as I mentioned before archaeology um, that disprove that the the earth is 6,000 years old um, so uh, to me again it's just I don't want to waste my time on all those other things that they come up with um, but let's just go into the to the Bible 
and just take a look and see what God says about um, you know ages and how it relates to him you know God the Father or, or, or Yahweh as I mentioned to you in in the study of the Father um, he made uh, Jesus Christ um, uh, his Bible tells us that he was his only begotten son and in May that he proceeded out of the Father and that um, God the Father reconciled everything um, back onto himself through uh, Jesus Christ and the Bible proves that and we'll go through that as well and, sh and see um, what it says but um, I want to take a look at uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 to 2 and it talks about uh, Jesus Christ um, that God made uh, the worlds but that interpretation um, uh, the word for that is ages uh, a-i-o-n and the scripture reads this way God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by his son whom he has appointed ears of all things through whom also he made the worlds and as I mentioned to you that uh, that word is interpret um, uh, the ages and the Greek word is is a I O N and so um, we take a look at this and we see that um, in the Bible that uh, that has been mentioned I think it's it was mentioned somewhere about 128 times um, that word a I O N and it has a, uh, two connotations that um, uh, scholars tend to to agree that in and, and a lot of it is based on the context um, uh, one of their time period that they believe is that it says a period of time that never ends meaning forever um, and so um, based on the context of reading that particular word you can see exactly what it is and the other basically is um, a time meaning that uh, an age um, be has a beginning and an end and so uh, based on the context as you read the scripture you'll be able to decipher which one is basically it he's talking about um, another scripture that uh, that we take a look at is um, Ephesians Ephesians chapter 1 uh, and uh, 20 and 21 talks about how uh, God, um, I think it's, it, the scripture goes, which he um, worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that age to come. And so it tells us that from age to age, it moves from one age to another age. There's an, we are actually living in an age right now, and uh, we are going to go into what that age is and uh, right now, and how it applies to um, God and how He applies to to us. Um, let's take a look at at uh, the 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 disciples understood um, things about the age and different ages and. 
and they had to have some kind of revelation of that and that was their teaching in their culture because as we study more and more we'll see that Paul had an even more in-depth revelation about the ages and he talks a lot about that and expound a little more than uh, most of the other men in the Bible um, but when Jesus had had uh, died, he he rose again. He came to his disciples. The disciples saw him. Um, uh, it says that uh, um, they spent time with him. And so now he's leaving. And um, Matthew twenty four three says, now as he sat on the Mount of Olive, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us. When these things will come, or will be, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age. And so, everyone talks about the end of the world and the end of this and uh, uh, the 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 end and you know the end times. But literally, what they're trying to say, or what they're they they don't know that they're probably saying, it's when is the end of this age that is coming and the Bible tells us that there will be uh, that this age is coming to an end and Jesus talks about it he asked him I uh, said what's it gonna look like his disciples ask him what is it gonna look like in the end of days or, or the end of the age and he tells them he says just as it was in the days of Noah um, it's going to be exactly like that and if you take a look at what we're seeing today in our society is just as in the days of Noah and the days of Noah is another topic to go into because it there's a lot of things that was happening back in the days of Noah and uh, we're talking about uh, the Nephilims and all those types uh, of uh, beings that were there in the time of Noah but um, we, we see that uh, uh, if you look at our world today it's those are the, the the prophecies that are being fulfilled that Jesus spoke about. He says, in the last days, as mentioned, it's going to be like in the days of Noah, but also you're going to see uh, war and rumors of war and nation against nation and so forth. And as you study deeper into that statement, he said he's talking about race against race. And if you take a look at our streets today, it testify of the uh, prophecy that Jesus made several thousand years ago. And so. We are in the midst of that um, uh, uh, end of the age coming as a result of it because these are the signs that Jesus uh, specifically spoke to that will be happening, uh, coming close, to, uh, wrapping up the time and the end of, of, of the age that we, we live in today. And um, so it's kind of really exciting to see these things come to pass in our lifetime and um, the next age that uh, starts when this particular age ends this is called the age of grace when this ends uh, the um, the next age that we are uh, told that will happen is the um, millennium age where Jesus Christ rules for a thousand years and it even gives us a time uh, period for uh, the next uh, the next age and we'll take a peek at some of the time period that have uh, passed through 
um, the different ages, as I mentioned. And the first age, we really don't know. Um, and that is uh, Genesis chapter 1 and that gap, the time gap between Genesis chapter 1 and uh, Genesis chapter 1-2. Uh, we really don't know that. There's no uh, tangible uh, information that uh, I'm aware of or that anyone that I've that I know is aware of that I've ever seen information uh, about. But um, the Apostle Paul, he had a lot of revelation about the ages, the end of the ages and so forth. And uh, he mentioned in the scripture that this was the mystery of the kingdom of God, uh, hidden from age to age, that Jesus will come and reconcile us back all to him. And God uh, begins to open and show to mankind through the, the apostles, the prophets and so forth, um, that uh, the coming ages and the beginning and the end and so forth. And um, Ephesians uh, 3, 8 um, th through 9 talks about um, another scripture that deals with the, with the ages. To, who, to me, whom am less than at least of all the saints, this is uh, Paul talking, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentile the unsearchable riches of Christ. 9. And to make all see in the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Christ Jesus. And so um, this particular piece, like I said, God speaks to us and talks about ages. And um, it's exciting to see where we are at in the scope of things. Um, and uh, uh, there's a scripture, uh, the title of, of, of this podcast talks about universal rec or the reconciliation of, of, uh, of God, um, of us to God. And that is seen in Colossians chapter 1, uh, verses 19 to 20. And verse 26, you could take a look at that scripture on your own and see that uh, what I was talking about. Um, but it talks about being reconciled unto God through um, uh, the, the, uh, the death, the blood of Jesus Christ. I'll tell you what, let, let's, let's just go there. Let, let me pull that up and talk to you about it. It says, uh, Colossians 1, 19 to 20 and verse 26. It says, For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him whether things on the earth or things in heaven having made peace through the blood of his cross the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generation but now has been revealed to his saints and that mystery as i mentioned is that uh, god operates in ages and so that we could take a look at the timeline and see what God is being uh, what he's doing and uh, how he's doing things because the Bible also tells us he said he's not gonna hide anything from us we just ask him and he'll tell us he says that the Holy Spirit is here to reveal things to us and again we just have to ask the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will reveal certain things to us but as far as the end of this particular age, not even Jesus knows, because the, uh, the, the disciples ask him specifically, and he says, ah, I don't know, my father does, 
and um, he let me know when it's time. And so, but the Bible tells us that God, because of his love, um, he is giving us that time, you and I, that time to repent and um, to uh, change the way that we we live our life, the way we make our decisions and so forth. Let me, let me explain a little to you about what uh, God's intention is about. Um, he is, his intention is to bring us into a different um, place. Uh, the scripture tells of us that, uh, tells us that when we are born again, we are brought from one kingdom, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light or into the kingdom of his dear son. So the kingdom of darkness is governed by certain laws, certain principles. It is ruled by the, the flesh. Um, the kingdom of darkness, uh, the Bible is pretty clear, and I guess it's not a mystery, just take a look at it, that um, uh, the flesh is king. Your, your desires are, are, as far as your dark desires and fleshly desires, rules. Um, but in the kingdom of uh, God, in the kingdom of his dear son, is different types of rules and regulation. And, and a lot of the church, they stress all kinds of crazy things, you know, like don't dress this way, don't dress that way, don't wear this, don't wear that. God is not interested in any of that stuff. He's interested in your heart. He's interesting, interested in teaching you about the kingdom principles so that you will now live by these principles and you will make different uh, decisions based on those principles. And as you make different decisions in your life, you get different fruit, different results. And so that's what it is. Um, don't let religion dictate to you what uh, how you should behave. Go to God. The Holy Spirit will tell you if you should wear this or wear that and all this kind of stuff. Don't worry about none of that. Don't let them uh, put you in a, uh, uh, you know, create a dogma where you can't dress the way you want to dress or the way you like to dress if you dress differently or whatever. Um, God didn't show up. Jesus and his disciples didn't go to church in their fancy suits. You know, so um, people always think that these guys are roaming the street, walking all over the place in dust and all kinds of stuff. You know, they weren't wearing their Sunday best, guys. So, you know, we, and again, you'll hear me talk a lot about the Western civilization church. And that was brought into existence at um, the Council of Nicaea in, in, in Istanbul, in, in Turkey. Um, it was mixed with all kind of, of pagan religion and stuff like that and that's why you have people behaving the way they're behaving today um, calling themselves Christians and hating someone because they are gay, lesbian or whatever it is um, hating someone because they're black hating someone because of their color what madness is that You know, um, and so God is not interested in that he knows the intent of the heart. That's what he's interested in. And so don't let religious leaders and uh, people that are uh, bogged, you know, bogged down in, in dogma and um, uh, that is mixed with paganism to, to dictate your life. Go before God, get answers, and free yourself from all of this nonsense. But we will get a chance to continue um, about the ages. I know I rambled a little, but um, that sometimes uh, it takes 
gets me going when I see how the church uses uh, things to kind of control us. And God is not interested in controlling us. He's interested in having a relationship with us so that we can love him, he can love us, and we can um, get a chance to grow together and um, uh, be excited. So we'll, I'll be right back after this message, and um, we will continue about the seven ages uh, that God uh, speaks to us through. Welcome back to Mystery Bible. Again, this is Ken Primus, your host. Uh, let's take a look at our uh, the seven ages, the biblical ages that we were alluding to in the beginning of, of the podcast. And um, let me go through them one by one. Uh, the seven ages that I believe uh, is the pre-Adamic age, the Adamic age, the age of Israel under the Old Covenant, um, the age of uh, the church under the New Covenant, and um, the um, Millennium Age, which is the Kingdom of, of God uh, through Jesus Christ. He's going to reign at that time. And the Bible also teaches us about the uh, Great White Throne Judgment. That is uh, the age number six. And age seven is the eternal age where we go on with the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and all the saints. And uh, each one of those um, ages, as I mentioned, um, is uh, alluded to in the Bible and spoken to in the Bible. And so um, in the beginning of the podcast, I'd mentioned those that uh, took Genesis chapter 1, verses 2 and start the 6,000 year uh, countdown is absolutely wrong um, when there's proof that the earth is much older than that and um, so those are the seven ages that the Bible alludes to and that we are a part of and uh, the one thing I wanted to let you know about uh, age is basically a start and an end and um, uh, each age um, uh, that we have studied and I've studied, looked at, always have some kind of catastrophe that caused the end of that age. The first age was um, the age of the angels 
and um, the pre-Adamic age. And uh, we're going to go into a study about that. And uh, we'll see that um, the Bible talks about in Revelations that there is a war in the heavens. Um, And Isaiah uh, chapter 14 verse 12 tells us about that results of the war. And my belief, um, and and again, I'll go into really in-depth with this when we study the pre-Adamic age because um, I think it explains um, a lot of what we see in the earth today and uh, the result of that war that was mentioned in the book of Genesis. And if you study some of the writings in the Vedas and so forth, those books that are much older than the Bible, it talks about a war in the heavens. And I believe this is, that particular war happened in the pre-Adamic age because it's the only thing that makes sense. And it would be able to tie into all the, the things that are being found today through science and um, through archaeology. Um, it also talks about, and if you look in the book of Peter, I believe it's Peter, um, he talks about the fall of the angel. Second uh, Peter uh, talks about the fall of the angels. Second Peter 2, 4 through 6, it talks about the sins of the angels and when they fell. So um, Genesis 1.1, uh, um, after the creation, and we'll see that it, the Bible always talk, the Bible talks about when the earth was created that the angels sang. So they were created before the creation of the earth. Uh, it talks about them singing when they saw that the Garden of Eden was, was created. And um, uh, in my studies, uh, I've, I, I found that there were three different Garden of Eden that was mentioned there. It was the first one with uh, Lucifer that Lucifer was in charge of when um, at that first, uh, the, the, the pre-Adamic age, he was in control of the earth at that time. And then after he said in his heart, um, uh, I want to be just like God and changed everything. So anyway, we going back to the pre-Adamic age, as I mentioned, the, the Adamic age, the age of Israel or, or the old covenant. Um, then we have the new covenant and then we have the kingdom of God. And then we have the uh, white throne judgment, and uh, then we have the um, the eternal age, which is um, once all everyone is judged and and everything is cleaned up, we get a chance to enjoy eternity. Um, there's a couple of scriptures I know that deals with uh, Ezekiel chapter twenty-eight. 12 to 13 talks about Lucifer and actually chronicles, I believe that chronicles Lucifer falls um, and when sin entered into his heart and how he became um, uh, he became uh, Lucifer. Uh, he was a morning star before um, and so his name changed um, from uh, Lucifer to Satan and um, something happened and I think that happening was when sin came into his heart and um, in, um, we find that in Ezekiel chapter 28 uh, I believe is, is that scriptures 12 and 13 I believe um, is where you find that and um, if also as I mentioned in, in Job it was actually in Job uh, 38 6 
uh, and seven that talks about the angels singing and um, and and that earth that was created it uh, there was uh, life there but there were plant and animals and all of that stuff in in if you read that scripture it'll it'll go into that and it tells you and um, my my belief is that uh, that war in heaven um, when because the Bible tells us that he convinced a third of the angels and the, it also tells us that the the angels are innumerable and so uh, he took a third of those guys he, he he was here on earth he said let me ascend into the heavens and become God on his way up there he ran into Michael Michael um, the Bible tells us Michael didn't didn't stand for any of that and um, the war broke out and uh, he and one-third of the angels were tossed to um, towards us in in uh, in our universe and they destroyed God's creation imagine a third of angels hitting the earth and that's why I believe we have all these craters all over the place and people talk about um, you know meteorites and stuff like that and I think uh, a lot of that maybe is uh, from that war that took place and if you look and read the Vedas you'll see that there were kind all kinds of atomic um, traces of, of atomic uh, uh, particles all in all over the world and I think that was a result of that particular war that took place with the angels in the pre-Adamic age and um, that's just my belief system it, it for me it makes sense when you kind of put all the things together um, from reading the Word and from studying uh, the different books in the Bible and so forth. Uh, one of the books that uh, uh, you know that I suggest that uh, you get your hands on and read because it was important to Jesus. It was important to uh, many of the disciples. They it was a part of their culture. And they wrote, they read from and quoted from the book of Enoch. I mean, it's all through the scriptures. And uh, uh, we got a bunch of men when we decided, when Christianity began to grow, and it was coming towards Rome and all this kind of stuff. And this Nicene council I keep talking about, I think that it, that, that is something that was put together to to kind of water down the gospel. And these guys, in their wisdom, uh, decided that um, uh, the book of Enoch is not quote-unquote um, uh, um, inspired of God, but it was inspired enough for Jesus to be quoting from it. So I, I'm, I'm going to kind of go with Jesus and the disciples on this one and not to bear any, any um, take their advice and not to read the book. So I suggest that you grab those books and, and study them. Uh, the book of Jubilee is another book that um, is quoted in and mentioned in the scriptures. And these men don't want to read those or don't want to. Um, uh, they felt that it wasn't necessary because it was not, um, as they say, um, you know, inspired of God. But my take on that whole situation is that if Jesus and the disciples felt that they can use those scriptures and quote those scriptures. Jesus actually quoted scriptures from um, uh, from from Enoch. He quoted it. And uh, why are we 
not reading this book and utilizing this book because a bunch of men got together and said that they they don't think that that's a part of uh, absolutely crazy stuff. And so I suggest that you get a copy of that book. Um, It's on Amazon and read those books. Um, there, I'm going to be recommending books to you guys for you to read and even some articles for you guys to read because I think it's necessary for us to go to Scripture says study to show thyself approve and um, you and I have to study and so um, let's talk a little about the pre-Adamic age as I've been mentioning in it before we really don't have a, um, a uh, the time period on this is unknown we don't know how many millions of years Uh, passed between Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. And so that that area, that time uh, period is unknown to us as to the uh, universe. And um, but what we do know that uh, God eventually uh, the, the next time we saw uh, any information about the earth is that the, hover, the Spirit of God was hovering over the earth. And then they began to recreate the earth. And uh, the purpose of that was to then populate it with man to begin the, um, the Adamic age. But we will study, uh, we'll go into a study and see how Lucifer was judged, what happened, um, uh, how the angels uh, fall or they fell, what happened to the earth. I mentioned some of what I believe, um, the catastrophe that happened and destroyed uh, the earth and um, all of the ages end in some type of catastrophic uh, event. And we will see uh, that the next age now we're going to pick up from Genesis chapter 1 verses 2 and now that is where the Adamic age begins God begins to recreate the earth and then he uh, in Genesis chapter 3 he introduces man to the earth and he said this is yours have dominion over it and at the time I believe when he made that statement Lucifer was here and so God had uh, instructed the, the 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 man to have dominion over every creature and every every creature that was here and Lucifer was here and a third of the angels were here on the planet and um, uh, that was the beginning of the Adamic age and there's a time period on that um, it's from from Genesis chapter uh, 1 verses 2 to uh, once uh, he was introduced to the earth in chapter 3 we believe that that's somewhere until the flood is when um, that particular age ends and um, that's roughly 1700 years they believe that um, that uh, approximate uh, time uh, period for that and so uh, at that time you know the, the the destruction of the earth with the flood then God introduces the other side of it and he begins to now begins to repopulate the earth he comes to the man he came yeah he comes to Abraham and he talks about uh, the Abrahamic covenant that he made with him and through that uh, he prophesied that he would free them 
uh, from Israel, from um, from Egypt, which he did, uh, and it uh, he gave to them the the old covenant law, the Ten Commandments, and uh, now we have what is called the uh, old covenant. The old covenant uh, goes all the way. Um, they believe that's that the, the the old covenant is is what we consider the third um, uh, age, and that's approximately uh, they say it's roughly about twenty three hundred um, is the age and the time frame for that particular age, and um, the the key events there, as I mentioned, uh, was the flood, and then. Um, it goes all the way to the covenant uh, uh, that God made with Abraham, and uh, it goes through to David, and um, it, uh, the covenant made through David, and so forth, and then it ends with uh, comes to the fourth age, and uh, the, for, the f- through the old covenant there was a prophecy coming through. It started in Genesis all the way through the prophecy about that coming Messiah, God's Messiah. And so um, the the new covenant uh, was um, about this new Messiah coming in on the scene. And once the the, um, new Messiah showed up on the scene and uh, he comes all the that time frame that we're looking at in the fourth um, the fourth age, I believe it's roughly now about two thousand uh, two thousand years or so that um, Jesus came from when he came to when uh, he died. And again, as I mentioned to you, every age something worldwide, something an event that happens that affects the entire world. Uh, we talk about the angels, their first destruction uh, for end of first um, age. Uh, we talk about um, the Adamic age, um, uh, the flood, end of the second age. We talk about Abraham and um, uh, the age all the way coming through to Jesus' birth. And that's a, a dramatic uh, situation there too as well. Um, and so... From there, Jesus' birth and death, uh, that's ushered in the first, the, the, um, the fourth um, age. And so, uh, the f- next age is the millennium age. And uh, the, fo- the fourth age is roughly from, it's 2,000 years, and it's coming close to an end. Um, you know, so we are actually living in this age, which is the new covenant age, and that's was with the, the birth and and death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so the millennium age is just exactly what it is. The Bible tells us that Jesus will come after this age ends. The disciples uh, ask him, "When does that happen?" And he mentioned it in in, in Matthew. And uh, this age ends, and then this age, the duration of this age, will be for one thousand years. 
And the Bible is clear about that. You can read about it in, in the book of Revelation. It's all through the Bible as far as uh, his uh, uh, reign and, and what is death and resurrection. Uh, Revelation talks and, and goes into depth about all of that, his thousand-year reign, what's going to happen, how he's going to reign, uh, that type of thing. The um, sixth age begins after that thousand-year period. And so that is unknown. We don't know how long that time period will be. Um, and, uh, 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 you know, it's going to be interesting. Guys, we are in for an interesting ride um, because, as I mentioned to you, that every age closes with, um, with dramatic um, catastrophe. And so we are looking at the coming age of Jesus Christ, the end of the age, and there is going to be some major types of catastrophe. Because he told his disciples, he says, in the last days you're going to have wars, rumors of wars, you're going to have nature is going to rebel. And this is the one thing I don't understand about Christians, that all these men that uh, are quote-unquote the Republic Party, they believe that Republican Party believes that God is Republican. God is not a Republican. He's not interested in all that nonsense. And um, Jesus actually talked about clim climate change. He did say, didn't he? Did, he did say that it will, in the last days, that uh, we're going to have um, uh, uh, floods and and earthquakes and fires all over the place where we wouldn't have it before. I mean, just read there. How is my question is how is that going to happen? He's actually talking about a change in 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 the climate. When he mentioned that there would be fire, there would be floods where it never happened before, all these type of things. And so this argument that um, people are having and politicizing something that uh, Jesus prophesied is going to happen. Guys, read it for yourself. He did say that in the, in the scriptures. Now, I'll believe him over all these crazy politicians that are out there that are saying and scientists that are saying differently because he did say in the last days this is the picture that you will be looking at and so that's the picture that you and i are looking at we're seeing fires in areas that never had before we even seen an increase in fire fires we're seeing floods all over the place all over the world and which he did say is going to be worldwide we're seeing an increase in hurricanes and tornadoes and in uh, uh, the rebellion of nature, because he did say that nature is uh, will will be um, rebelling in the last days, and so you and I are just getting a chance to see prophecy come to pass. And so the final is the eternal age or the kingdom of God. We don't know uh, that is for eternity. There is no end to that particular age. And so right now it's very exciting to see, and this is how God communicates with us. And he, um, the Apostle Paul said that he gave us the revelation about these ages and that uh, he is going to reconcile the entire um, uh, world and universe back to him through Jesus Christ. And so that is the purpose of this entire um, thing that God has set into motion. He loved 
he is love, God is love, for God so loved the world, for God so loved that he gave. And so he put a plan together because he knew that uh, we would fall. And um, I don't believe that a God that we serve that is an all-knowing God, um, omnipresence and all these type things will not have a plan in place to reconcile back his creation once they make a decision to rebel against him if he quote unquote according to the scripture loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son and so the bible tells us as i mentioned i read in colossians chapter 1 uh, 19 and 20 um that uh the whole purpose of this thing and the revelation that kept coming to to um, the disciples, especially Paul, was about this uh, uh, being that we were all being reconciled, sons and daughters, back to God, so that we can worship Him and join with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, as I mentioned, the Holy Spirit and the bride yells, "Come, come, come." Come and we are talking about the, the the groom who is Jesus Christ and so what are they calling him to do calling him to end this age and so but the Bible also tells us that in the last days that God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh and that we will see a group of people the true sons of God that will walk in the revelation of who they are and what God has done for us, what Jesus did for us through the cross and his resurrection, his death and resurrection, and that you and I will get a revelation as the Spirit comes. Remember I told you about that the Spirit comes uh, on us for, for task, certain task. Isaiah 61, I told you the task that we have to do um, about the transfer of money and uh, wealth and all these things. The wealth, the transfer of wealth is not to not to buy uh, uh, um, cars and homes and stuff like that. It's about changing the entire world. Uh, we are going to uh, change the school system. We're going to change all kinds of stuff um, uh, to reconcile back onto God. We're going to go into the prison system. We're going to go into systems, uh, the world systems. For the Bible tells us that the, uh, we shall overcome the world by our faith. And so we're going to take our faith and we're going to go into this system. God is going to give us the finances and we're going to show up. We're not going to depend on anyone anymore. And so, uh, brothers and sisters, there's a time coming. And I believe this is it, that you and I need to wake up. We need to wake up. We need to wake up. We need to go before God. Um, it talks about in the end times, plagues coming, um, that a plague will come and take one third of mankind. And um, so we have plagues that are showing up more frequently on the planet. And uh, uh, um, we need to begin to look at the word and see, take uh, our eyes off of our our day-to-day um, -day stuff and begin to look into 
the word, look in, call upon the Holy Spirit to guide, to give you wisdom, call upon the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us he's interceding for us as the priests. The Bible calls us, you and I, kings and priests. And there's there's an insight as to that. Kings mean those are the ones that decree things. We decree, a king decrees something and it comes to pass. Now, uh, uh, kings deal, deal with all the things of, of uh, to run a country, to run um, organizations and all these types of stuff, business businesses and that's who we are we're going to run businesses but we're going to do it differently we're going to do it through the power of the kingdom of god and then the bible calls us also priests and so we are priests because we are going to be able to minister to people we're going to go and set people free we're going to go and do that mandate that jesus told us to do go ye into the world preach the gospel laying on hands baptizing in the name of the father the son and we would he says you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover the things he says greater things than these shall you do so you and i have a lot of work to do and so you will hear me and you hear my tagline that i say to you know that you and i have things to do why so that you and i can change this world Thank you for listening to Mystery Bible. Let's walk through the Bible and learn of God and His beautiful mercies and all that He has provided for us that we may become effective for His kingdom and change this world. Check in every week for a new episode. Search for Mystery Bible on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Breaker, Outcasts, Radio Public, and many more. Thank you for listening to Mystery Bible. Let's walk through the Bible and learn of God and His beautiful mercies and all that He has provided for us that we may become effective for His kingdom and change this world. Check in every week for a new episode.